Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is an emergency podcast. Nick Foles on the move, the former Super Bowl MVP with the Eagles, signed as a free agent with the Jaguars, now being traded to the Chicago Bears. John Breach, the goal is yours if you'd like to dunk on Sean. Sean, here, I just have one question to start off with you. Uh, are the Bears going to go in the season with two backup quarterbacks, or are they going to trade for a starting quarterback this offseason? I, I think what they're trying to do is they're somehow going to get into a lab and try to combine Foles and Trubisky physically so you have a very mobile Foles, and maybe that can get them to 10 wins. Wouldn't that just be Jay Cutler and you're back to square one? Well, I would love Jay Cutler right now. I went back and I searched my Twitter handle, plus I missed Cutler. I think I've had 10 tweets in the last two years where I say I missed that Jay is, Cutler. That is the thing I've heard over the last two weeks. that you. Were- <laughs> well, when you look at what we've been dealing with, Bears fans have been dealing with since Jay Cutler, you got Mike Lennon. You have Mitch Trubisky, which looks even worse when you consider the alternatives to Sean Watson or Patrick Mahomes. And now the solution, when everyone knows Trubisky isn't the solution, is Nick Foles. In a market where you had so many quarterbacks available, he still settled for Nick Foles. Uh, let's, Ryan let's, Pace does not know what he's doing. Ryan Pace, uh, the Bears GM, 2018 uh, executive of the year, front office man of the year, traded a fourth-round compensatory pick in this year's draft to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Nick Foles. The expectation is that they will rework the deal in order to make Nick Foles, um, uh, you know, his uh, cap hit far more palatable. Now the Jaguars, by the way, loaded with draft picks. I said in Slack, Ryan, Ryan Wilson, of course, on the show as well, you heard him pipe in, dunking on Sean there. I said that 140 was a pretty high pick for Nick Foles. You, I mean, you're the draft guy, but like, and I'm not saying like you're going to guarantee to get a great person at 140, but a top 150 pick for a quarterback with a terrible contract that who's a backup that the Jaguars, I thought were desperate to get rid of. I was surprised they gave up that much. We just said they're going to redo the contract. I don't know what the issue is. Mr. Risky sucks. I would have gotten, I would have tried very hard to get Andy Dalton. They have, mm-hmm. let me look real quick. They have a second. Are the pick. Bengals taken 140 overall for Andy Dalton? No, let me finish. They have a second round pick. They have two second-round picks, the 43rd and the 50th, um, and then the pick now is gone for the, the 140th that you mentioned. Um, maybe they, But, of course, Ryan Pace, 2018 executive of the year, has traded all these draft picks away, Khalil Mack and, and others, so he doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. But that said, you have to eat Mitch Trubisky's contract, a decision to, to draft him over Pat Mahomes and, and uh, 
Deshaun Watson, and you have to move on or you are going to get fired. I think, Sean, you tweeted something about that when you were frustrated after the Nick Foles news, news came down. But 140th for Nick Foles, and I think Debo, resident Eagles fan, sort of touched on this. Nick Foles for four or five games is pretty good. You just can't start him. And the contract that the Jaguars gave him was absolutely and utterly insane, and I don't think anyone thought that was a great deal from Jump Street outside of that organization 140th, I don't, I don't care. Maybe he's a slight upgrade over over uh, Mr. Bisky. You didn't even honestly need Jump Street. We've talked about this on this podcast. When the rumors were that the Jaguars were going to sign Nick Foles in free agency, we said it was already a bad deal. Before they signed him, we're like, I don't care if you – like, unless you sign him to a one-year contract that's just fully guaranteed and you give him $25 million, it's a terrible deal, or $23.5 million, whatever you want to say it is. Um, and the Jaguars locked themselves into a ton – of dead money and now they're they're weaseling their way out of it courtesy of the bears by getting a pick back i can't i just think that i thought they were gonna have to give up a pick <laughs> to get rid of Foles. well like, and this is like two bad front offices doing a trade with you this is bill o'brien trading with bill o'brien yeah. uh this this is as close as we'll ever get to that because look i'm not going to give jacksonville any credit for being able to dump Foles' contract because they shouldn't have had it in the first place they signed the guy to a four-year 88 million dollar deal uh, you know what Jacksonville ended up paying for one year of Nick Foles? $30.5 million. That is absolutely insane. And the Jags have become like experts in paying quarterbacks who aren't on their roster. Last year, 2019, they paid, they had, uh, $16.5 million in dead cap space for Blake Bortles. In 2020, they're going to have $18.75 million dead cap space for Nick Foles. That is a bad front office doing that. Uh, I, this is just too bad front offices making a bad deal, and so I shouldn't be. None of us should be surprised. Sean, so, quickly, Randy Flyer sixty one on Twitter just just tweeted this in your direction. Luckily for Sean J Wagner, the Bears have two average quarterbacks to throw to ten average tight ends in training camp. Hey, I'm glad someone's listening to the podcast and listening to me list off all the tight ends. Um, so this is the thing. Breach compared to Bill O'Brien, I think that's unfair. Uh, but let me tell you why that makes it even more frustrating from my perspective. Because Ryan Pace, outside of the quarterback position, has not done a bad job of seriously upgrading this roster since he arrived. This team won eight games last year without a quarterback. The year before, they went to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky and should have beat the Eagles in that game if they had a kicker. Now, so or, uh, if, if, if they traded, or if they traded for Nick Foles. Sean, this is like saying the pilot is fantastic before the plane takes off and after it lands, but he just can't fly the plane. Uh, if you forget to overlook that, then he's fantastic. At I'm not saying he's fantastic. I'm saying what makes it very frustrating as a Bears fan is that he actually has assembled a very good roster outside of one position, and he doesn't seem to be capable of hitting on that one position. And it's not like he's getting unlucky. He just keeps making incompetent, incompetent decision after each other. But it's more frustrating than, say, being a Jaguars fan where you look at that roster like it's terrible no matter what. The Bears are squandering an actually good roster that he has built in large part because he's hit on late round picks like Eddie Jackson and so on. Um, and that's what makes it more frustrating to me is that this is a good roster that he is wasting because he can't solve the quarterback problem. It actually, it's a little reminiscent of, I, I would say, a poor man's Rick Spielman. Like Rick Spielman for years uh, was re- like he's always been really good at identifying talent. 
and just could not get the quarterback position right. Remember, he had Christian Ponder. Uh, he got Teddy Bridgewater, and that worked out until Teddy blew up his knee. Um, and then finally, he just went and signed Kirk Cousins in free agency. Like, he just couldn't identify quarterback talent in the draft. And, like, he just had a blind spot for it. So, I mean, and, and I don't think that um, Ryan Pace has done as good a job of that. However, you know, we have a situation now where they do have two quarterbacks in place. So they have to figure out who's going to be their starter. Uh, what do you think happens with this quarterback competition? Is it Trubisky set up to win and Nick Foles is there as the backup? Or do you think they actually want Trub- Foles to come in and win, Breach? Uh, I'm going to defer to Sean real quick. I think Nick Foles, if they do not fix his contract, they want Nick Foles to win because if you're not renegotiating that, you're paying him a lot of money. You gave up draft compensation, uh, which I think puts him in the catbird seat in any competition. So I think they wouldn't mind. And that way they don't have to pick up the fifth-year option on Mitchell Trubisky's contract, which they have to decide by the end of April, right, by or May 1st, 2nd, or 3rd. So they have to decide that in the next six weeks, and I think this trade is going to mean they do not pick that option up. Yeah, I, mean, I think by the time it's all said and done, Foles will have started more games. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if Trubisky is the week one starter. Also, you're factoring in maybe there's not much of an offseason, not much time for him to get in there um, and learn the offense. So then it might make more sense just to see maybe Trubisky responds and rebounds. I don't think that'll happen, but maybe that's the thinking there. I do think Nick Foles is a better quarterback. It, that It's a bad trade. I'm not going to defend the trade. They were better, and I would have much preferred they go out and pay more for Andy Dalton because I think he give, actually had a chance to elevate this team to a playoff level team. But Nick Foles, I think, is better than Trubisky. So the Bears did get better marginally at the quarterback position. Yeah. It just wasn't worth the price that they paid. Yeah, did they? Yeah, who cares? Nick Foles is better. We said yesterday on the podcast that Nick Foles, we would rather have Nick Foles than Cam Newton. At least you and I did, Brinson. I don't know where the other two numbnuts came down. Oh, I, right I now, Cam. without knowing Cam's health. Yeah, so I mean, there are worse options out there. I think this is better than. I said Cam also. I think James. Would, and I said Cam. Did yeah. I really say Foles? You were like, yeah. yes. But uh, <laughs> I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, again, fine, fine for three games until he gets injured. The guy's been on injured reserve three times. He's broken his clavicle twice. He can't stay healthy. He's never made it through a sixteen game season, so he can't. Pop, you cannot pin him in as your starter because there's no guarantee he's going to survive a 16-game season or a 17-game season. 25-13 and 13 with the Eagles, 69 touchdowns, nice, 28 interceptions, 7.4 yards per attempt in all, in all his games with the Eagles. With everyone else, he's 5-11 and 11 with 13 touchdowns, 12 picks, 6.3 yards per attempt. If you get that Nick Foles, I mean, that's a full season. That's 16 games. If you get 5-11, and 11, 13 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, everybody's getting fired. That's why you that's, get Andy Dalton. I mean, that, that's the answer to that question. Absolutely. You raised the four. But I don't think a hundred, a hundred and fortieth overall, I mean, who cares? That's fine. I mean, that's not the end of the world. If they give him a second round pick for him, then that's Bill O'Brien territory. But they get a fourth round comp pick. Uh, again, I don't know what, maybe the, 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 the Bengals want something insane for him. I was going to say, like, this deal will either look better or will look worse depending on what happens with Dalton and when he is traded, if he is traded, what that return is. Because if it costs a second round pick, then maybe you can start to make the argument with the Bears already don't have a first-round pick. Why would you go with a second-round pick for a quarterback in Dalton who isn't the long-term solution? But, Sean, let let me ask you that. Would you, if you were the Bears general manager, rather do Andy Dalton for a second-round pick or Nick Foles and his gigantic contract for a fourth-round pick? I would would rather have Andy Dalton for a second because I think right now this Bears – this Bears defense right now is in the middle of their 
of their window. And I think at, the, at this point, you might as well go, go all in and gamble on Dalton for a second round pick and hope, uh, you can win something in the next year. Um, so I would go all in on that, but I'm saying if, if Dalton gets traded to the Patriots for a second round pick, I do think it'll help make the Bears deal a little bit more understandable that they weren't willing to give up that high of a price. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have, I, I mean, I made the answer easy. Would you rather have Nick Foles or Jared Stidham? Come on. Nick Foles? Yeah. Oh, let me ask you this. Would you rather, would you rather have, have Nick Foles, Foles or Gardner or, Minshew? What's that? Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew? Gardner Minshew, because at least he has a chance to develop into something more. Nick Foles or Jameis Winston? Yeah, I was thinking about that. That's, the thing is, depending on how they restructure the contract for Nick Foles, Jameis is going to cost, you know, twenty million or something. Do you want to pay that for Jameis Winston to throw fifty interceptions? But, but I really want Sean's opinion since he's a noted Jameis Winston hater, and it's his team in the crosshairs right now. I would rather have Nick Foles. I'd rather have Jameis by far. By the way, uh, Jared said I'm taking 133rd overall last year by the Patriots, and uh, then, of course, Gardner Minshew taken. What was it? 178th overall. All I'm saying is that, I mean, like, and like Easton Stick and Clayton Thompson, I'm not saying that all the quarterbacks are there are viable starters or even good, but like, you know, you would get a, an upshot on a rookie, whereas it feels like the Bears are doing a, a band-aid. Like, like, what is this? This is, this is, the Bears are doing what the Jaguars did. The Jaguars screwed up with Blake Bortles in early in the first round, had like, had to deal with this fifth year option, didn't know if he was any good and decided to go with Foles. And like, that's literally what the Bears are doing. This isn't the answer. It's, it's trying to pry open a closing window. One thing I will point out, those two first round picks, number 43, number 50, they may be able to get Jacob Eason there if they want a quarterback. The 140th doesn't matter. You're not getting a quarterback at 140 in this draft class. Or, well, how would you feel, Sean, if they traded number 43 at number 50 to get into the bottom of the first round, uh, or maybe a little higher and, and get someone like, uh, Jordan Love? Uh, I would prefer they don't do that. Uh, I mean, you tell me, is Jordan Love worth that conversation? I, I'm just not sold that Jordan Love's gonna turn into the Bears' long-term solution. And would, I don't think, I'm just not a fan of Ryan Pace continuing to throw away more draft picks. He's already done that enough. You shouldn't I don't think, I just, if it doesn't work with Foles and Trubisky this coming season, it, it, the Bears are gonna be where the Jaguars are now, which is in blow it up. What if the blow up everything mode? What about draft a quarterback at forty three? You just stay put. Didn't you have another second round pick later? Yeah, I I I would not mind if there's a potential franchise quarterback sitting there in this in the second round. I would not mind grabbing him. Maybe that's maybe that's the plan. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that the on the on the live show that the Bears or maybe did we? I don't know if we even got to it. The Bears over under would be eight and a half. Maybe we're just talking about in Slack. We're just trying to make up over unders for various teams. Given that if I said it eight and a half, Sean, the Bears have just traded for Nick Foles. They're done working on the quarterback position. You going over or under? I'm going under because I'm a pessimistic fan, but I I, I had to think about it. And remember, I've said this multiple times. They won eight games with Trubisky, and I think Foles is slightly better than Trubisky, so I'm not writing it off, but uh, it's a tough division. Uh, So I would go under, but it wouldn't shock me if they got to nine wins. Okay. Uh, For the Jaguars, do you think this is – I mean, this is – okay, Debo and I were actually talking about this before we fired up, before you guys got on, but, like, do you think that – this is the Jaguars going all in on Gardner Minshew, or could they have an alternate plan, Breach? No, I think this is them saying, we're giving the offensive reins of Gardner Minshew. We have him under contract for three more years very, very cheaply. So let's see what he can do this season. If he's playing as well as we think he can, 
uh, then yeah, you have a franchise quarterback. If he doesn't, he's cheap. You draft a quarterback next year. So I think this is absolutely going all in for 2020. You see what Minshew does, and then uh, you reassess and evaluate after this season. Uh, just like yesterday on the show, John, they could do it this year. They have two first-round picks, number nine overall. You're going to draft a quarterback with a first-round pick when you just had Gardner Minshew with a pretty impressive rookie season? Like, why would you do that? Why would you spend money on that? Why would you? Because he got benched for Nick Foles at one point last year, and he's not the long-term answer. Yeah, I he, would didn't be, take any, he didn't take any reps as a first-team quarterback in training camp. He went in blindly. Hey, he still played pretty well. I, you give him a whole offseason. I, if, I, I agree with Ryan. I think if that quarterback is there at nine, I have no problem whatsoever of them doing that, letting Gardner Minshew start. Like, I don't, I don't think, cause the, the Jags aren't, you know, a good player away at nine, away from competing for the playoffs. I think the, they gotta figure out this quarterback situation. If they hit on nine, they can move Gardner Minshew. Um, I think it's worth taking as many shots at quarterback as possible. Sean, yeah, I think I, you hate, I just think Sean hates Gardner Minshew because Minshew I, can grow a mustache and he can't. I want Gardner Minshew on the Bears. I said this during the season. I was like, this Mustache is the quarterback hater. I'd want the Bears to trade for. I, I, I don't have a problem if they take a quarterback at nine, if their evaluations tell them that a quarterback is worth taking there. But in this draft class with Minshew, where you got him with your current, the state of your current roster, I would much rather gamble on, I would, I would want to take a, a blue chip player at nine. I think you're going to get one there. I would want to. I'm going to take an offensive tackle or a defensive tackle at nine, probably. Or probably Isaiah Simmons is there. I mean, if you love Tua or Justin Herbert or Jordan Love and you pass a pass over nine, why would you do that? Well, again, that's what I just said. I said, like, if you've got an evaluation that tells you that Herbert is worth a first-round pick, ninth overall, then take him. But I wouldn't go off of – I wouldn't veer wildly off of my evaluations. Yeah, no, you don't do get that. a quarterback. But, like, teams do that all the time. What I'm saying – like, if Tua, They have two first-round picks and a mid-second round pick, too, so they can maybe – If Tua fall, look, what I'm saying is that if you're the Jaguars, you stink. Your roster stinks. It's not going to be good. You're not going to be good next year. Their over-unders going to be like five and a half wins. So see what you have in Minshew. He flashed. He could have won rookie of the year last year. Like but he played the entire season. I'm fine. You can see what you have in Minshew. But if you if he sucks, then you just blew a chance to get a quarterback in two of the first-round picks. You have to wait. You can take for Trevor along with the five other teams. Well, but I mean, you, and if he's awesome, then you just wasted a first round pick. Why, can, why would you take you that can, risk? But you can trade that quarterback. Well, you can also draft a quarterback. And t- if he sucks, you have Trevor Lawrence at the top of the 2021 draft. Hey, five teams can't tank for Trevor. Why but do you, I'm saying why, if Gardner Minshew sucks, then you know you need a quarterback and your, your team's going to have a bad record if your quarterback sucks. Where and are you the Jags, quarterback, John? Well, where, you, you don't even like the quarterbacks in this class. You don't like Herbert. You don't like love that much. You think two is banged up. I do like I. Okay, you tell me what else do I think? What do I think about your shirt right now? <laughs> so, so Wilson, you you, like you, you, <laughs> you are saying draft a quarterback in the first round and, and throw your quarterback to the street after he just threw twenty-one touchdown passes, just six interceptions, uh, threw for. 3,271 yards and did that all in 12 games when he was thrown to the wolves. He was baptized by fire. He didn't know he was going to play this season. He didn't get any practice in training camp with the first team. You done? Yeah, I think you're crazy. That's what I'm done. I, I, I'm with Ryan on this. Thank you, Sean. Look, you can take a quarterback at ninth overall if you want. If the quarterback falls, no. you believe he's worth the ninth overall pick. Yeah, don't think- pass. Don't shake up your draft board if yeah. you have players ranked above the quarterback just to take a quarterback at nine. I 100% agree with you. And here's what I hope happens, even though Sean disagrees with me. The Jaguars pick at 42, the Bears pick at 43. I hope the Jaguars take Jacob Eason at 42 and then the Bears can't get him. That would be well, fun. well, if the Jags and Bears both want a quarterback, he's probably going to suck. So that'll probably be a good thing. For the Bears. It'll be, it'll be a, a Ryan Pace's uh, best interest if the Jags do. <laughs>
All right. The rest of the quarterback market is really interesting now. It's getting squeezed. Who's going to be – John's been talking about the musical chairs. Who's going to get screwed out of the last seat? Well, that's sort of what I was going with. And let's be very quick. So uh, here are – I put this list together, and you can tell me who gets screwed. So we have um, – over the reigning quarterbacks, we have Andy Dalton, still in the Bengals roster. Technically, they can trade him or cut him. Cam Newton, still in the Panthers roster. Technically, they probably will not trade him now with the Foles deal going down. Seems more likely that they will cut him. Um, and then Jameis Winston, who's just a free agent and apparently has no market out there. The teams that I put together that could use a quarterback in, oh, by the way, Indianapolis, the Colts, according to Mike Garofalo of NFL media, were at least interested in Nick Foles, although he didn't seem to, no, cause I asked him on Twitter, he didn't seem to know for sure whether they were trying to get Foles before they got Rivers or whether they were trying to get Foles as a backup for Rivers. So that's a little unclear, but obviously Frank Wright has a lot of experience working with Foles. So at least like that's what drove the Bears to get the fourth round pick. The, the, the Colts were off, offering a fifth. The four teams that I wrote down that could potentially use a quarterback are the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Broncos, two question marks, and the Jaguars, three question marks. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, who is the person who gets screwed here? The quarterback. Who do you think? What's the one guy who's left standing? So there's Cam, Andy Dalton, and Jameis Winston. Did you mention the Chargers? Uh, no, but I think I saw that the Chargers are just going to roll with Tyrod Taylor. Rap sheet reported that on the Twitter machines. Yeah. The Chargers should have been on there too, though. Chargers, Chargers could be a single question mark. Chargers, one question mark. Broncos? Jaguars? Uh, who, uh, you don't have to play matchmaker, just who gets screwed here? I think Jameis is the odd man out. Yeah, I agree with that. Although, can uh, I? Might be Cam. I think it's Cam also. I just think because of his health, by the time he is maybe approved to play, there might not be any place left. Maybe the, maybe Jacksonville signs him because that's all that's left, and he's all of a sudden the backup. I think Cam might have to, and this actually might happen to Javon Clowney too, which we can talk about more. I'm not trying to shift it to Clowney, but like I think because of the Corona situation with people taking the physicals. Cam might just have to take a one year, like a one year prove it deal. Like go play and be, if you're healthy, then it's a different story. Same thing, like, like Cloudy had microfracture surgery. Do you really want to give this guy like $90 million guaranteed? Like you're not going to give Cam $60 million guaranteed sight unseen, right? Of course no. not. No. Right. That's what I'm saying. But like, so would you rather give Jameis, uh, let's say, would you rather give Jameis 75 million over three years or Cam 75 million over three years? Jameis. I would give Jameis the Teddy B deal. If he would take that, That's yeah, three sixty. I if I were a team like the Dolphins, I would much rather roll into the season with Jameis over Fitzpatrick because Jameis, you have all the cap space to sign him, and he's twenty five, and you take a chance. What if he does blossom? Uh, that doesn't restrict you from taking a quarterback as well. But like, I'd rather have him as my temporary starter than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm still on the. I, I like Andy Dalton to New England the best, but I want Jameis to go there to see if he can win eleven games. I, I do too. I want Jameis in with the Patriots. Pretty bad. that'd be fun. Yeah. But. Not as bad as we all wanted the Bears to get Nick Foles, and they did. Sean, you actually got off kind of easy, but you know what? We got the whole season to dunk on you, and Sean might be rooting, might be rooting for the season to get canceled. Wow, that's that's the only uh, potential bright spot here is I might not have to watch Nick Foles. And here's a Sean Wagner McGuff fun fact: Nick Foles' last win as a starting quarterback came 
against the Chicago Bears in the playoffs in Cody Parkey's double doink game, which is Sean's favorite game of his life. And, and what's even more sad is that I think Trubisky probably outplayed Foles in that game. So wah, wah. Maybe he'll outplay him enough in training camp to get the job. But Nick Foles is on the Bears. That's the Nick Foles Emergency Podcast. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. Check us out on Alexa, Google Home. And don't forget to watch our show on CBS Sports HQ every night this week from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. Tune in. Thanks, you guys. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.